transparent. Uh, just like we mentioned last week, how we're starting this series of sh uh, breathing and share my story. Today, Melanie is gonna share her story. So we are starting second episode with Melanie's story. So it is all yours, Melanie. Oh I'm it. Okay, basically, Melanie's gonna be telling her story, and I'm just gonna like you know. Yeah. So this week is my turn, and then next week is going to be Ashley's turn. Yeah, which I'm actually writing and working on it. It's going to be pretty good, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, so kind of like a, I guess, a little backstory to this. Um, it really did take me some, it took a lot of me to sit down and kind of like relive or remember, I guess you could say, my story. Um, because when I was younger, I would hear all these stories, you know, I would hear my family members, all the brothers and sisters from church, all the special guests that my grandpa would have to, uh, for his church, I would hear their testimonies and their stories, and I would be like, no way, like, that testimony is so powerful, you know, like, that's crazy, like, I don't have that kind of testimony, you know, like, I don't have that kind of story that they have, I feel like I would think to myself, I'd be like, there's no way my story could be as meaningful as their testimony or as their story. And it took me some time to, I guess, really um, realize that I did have a story, that I do have a story and my story is worth sharing, you know? Um, that That is true. Uh, sometimes you can uh, unappreciate your story, you know, yeah. and you overlook what, what God has done in your life. You're like, oh, well, you know, he hasn't done such a big miracle in my life or I haven't received such a big blessing in my life. But no, you can't overlook anything that God does in your life. Even if it's something that you may seem as insignificant, it's something that has value. You know, every story has a value. No story can go unappreciated or untold. Yeah, and there's this uh, one song, and it's called uh, No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus by Stephanie Gritzinger. And it's a really pretty song. The lyrics uh, really touched me. It, they really stuck with me because it says... Uh, something like uh, how she like she was like if I have a testimony like she wasn't sure if she had a testimony but she did and she was like if I do have a testimony I want my testimony to be told by generations like by my generations and not be forgotten so that was um, I listened to it a long time ago and I was like no way like that's like it stuck with me you know um, because I was introduced to Christianity at such a young age that it became who I was, you know, it became my whole identity. And yeah, I guess you could say that I overlooked all the blessings that I had in my life and I would overlook the presence of God. It became like something not out of the norm for me. It became normal. Um, and uh, I don't know if I had said, but my grandpa was my pastor for all of my childhood, most of my childhood. Um, and uh, my whole life revolved around the church. Like I like I would, we had to make our plans around church. We had to make our doctor's appointments around church. We had to, if there was parent-teacher conferences, I, I couldn't go if I had church. If there was, you know, like all these things that had to go around church. Um, so, and we also had to travel to go to church. We had to cross the border. Um, and all of my childhood memories, I could say, um, are from me at church. Or, or for me cleaning the church or me being with my grandparents and my grandparents going to pray for the church. You know, it was me, I don't know, cause uh, they had to build the church from the ground up. So it was me helping my grandma making food for the people who were building the church. Or it was me running around with the uh, kids from church, you know? 
So like I, my whole childhood, my whole life was about church. Um, and uh, well before yeah, like a long time ago. Well, not a long time. Like maybe two years ago. If you would have asked me two years ago, I like if I wanted to change anything about my childhood, I would have said like you know what I wish I could have grown up different. You know, like yeah. not be so. Not, not I guess involved, but so, you, you, I guess you could say you wanted to grow up differently, like how you saw other people. Yeah, I wanted up, to be like know? my friends. I wanted to yeah. be like you know what, like I, I want to go out with my friends. You know, they hang out after school. I want to do that, and I couldn't do that because I had to go to church. You know. Yeah, and I, I guess you can. I kind of had like something similar like that mm-hmm. because uh, I remember that you know like. When it came to Sunday, it was like, no, you're going to church. Like, yeah. you better wake up early because, first of all, the Sunday uh, school and, and then church. Be, yeah. And then, so it was like, no, you're not doing anything. Like, Sundays are specifically for God. And so mm-hmm. that was, like, enforced in you. And it was also enforced in me. But I guess, like, at, at a young age, you don't really, like, realize what your parents are actually doing yeah. for you, you know, mm-hmm. like, you don't really see, like, the blessings that they are implementing in your life, like you said, for the, like, through the song that no one ever cared for me, like, Jesus, like, those are blessings that are being implemented mm-hmm. in your life at such a young age, like, for example, like, you. Yeah, and for me, it kind of became, like, a chore, like, oh, no way, I have to go to church again, like, oh, it's Tuesday, I have to go to church, it's, it's Thursday, again, church, Friday, again, church, Sunday, church, again, like, I feel like I didn't have time for myself or for my family because my family dedicated so much to the church. Not only time, money, like everything. Like they dedicated so much of their effort into the church that I felt like we didn't really have time for ourselves to enjoy as a family. Um, And even though I grew up in the church, um, I felt like I, I knew about God because I was constantly hearing about him. But I never really had a intimate relationship with him. I didn't really know who he was. I knew about him, but I didn't know who exactly he was. And I think that that's a problem for a lot of people. You know, like, uh, especially when you're young, uh, like, your parents are like, no, we're going to church. So you go to church with them mostly because they force you to go. Because, mm-hmm. like, I guess you can say you have no other choice. Like, oh, my gosh, like, my parents are making me go. Like, okay, like. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna sit there and you like hear the preaching and you hear about God But it's not like really like you're taking it into your heart, you know, like you're not really implementing it in your life, but um, Like what I think all the time is like, okay, at least you're going to church, you know, yeah. because you are hearing that because when you hear like Good intentions like in for this example like God's word and everything like that is good for your life, you know, like but that is a problem that I think uh, happens to a lot of people is that they go to church, but they don't necessarily have an intimate relationship yeah. with God. Um, and like I said, it became like a chore to me, you know? Um, and this, you know how, um, you know, when you're little and your parents tell you like, you have to do this, you don't want to do it. No, so that kind of became that for me, you know, like my parents were like, you have to go to church. You have to do this and you have to you know, dress this way, and you have to do this, and it made me not want to do it even more, you know, it, it was like, I, like, I don't want to do it anymore, you know, like, it became tiring for me to go to, for us, for us as a whole family to go to church, and like, sometimes I would be like, I would see my family fight, and I'd be like, no way, like, they're fighting, but we still went to church, or 
my we were struggling but we would still go to church we were tired but we still went to church you know like it was church 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 and it became about the church for me and not about god it became like a like like yeah like a chore you know um uh sorry (laughs) as you say like you weren't seeing like church as like going for god you were seeing like oh i'm going because my parents are yeah me go you know yeah so um yeah so i couldn't really do anything right because of church and everything uh but um i was having a conversation with my mom a long time ago and i was telling you how she told me she was like you're taking everything for granted and i and i I was like no way like that's true because i would take all the blessings in my life for granted like i would take my house for granted i would take my family for granted the fact that i had a bed to sleep and i had the fact that i had food that i was never hungry or that i was never you know like tired like tired of like i don't know going to church at that point right because well i'm not tired of going to church anymore (laughs) (laughs) that was the old me yeah that was the old me i'm new me um but i i realized that i was taking everything for granted and i was expecting god to bless me without me giving anything in return and last night i was uh going over this um and then I saw this one TikTok about a girl and her boyfriend. And it was like, <laughs> being in a one-sided relationship is being like, it's you and a night connecting your phone, like charging your phone, connecting it to the charger, and in the morning expecting it to be charged because you connected it, right? And she was like, in a one-sided relationship is like, you're not even connecting your phone and expecting it to be charged in the morning and you didn't even charge it, you know? So that was like, yeah. oh, that kind of like... That kind of like uh, cleared your mind, or like yeah. you're like, oh man, like that's something that I do sometimes with God, and even me, you know, that's yeah. something that's something that I've done with my relationship with God. Like it's sometimes one sided, and like you were saying that you um, were so used to like being in the church that you were like, oh, okay, well, you you grew up seeing all the blessings, and you're like, okay, well, that's what I'm expecting for my life, yeah. and. Uh, sometimes I think for a lot of us that have been going to church at a, such a young age, you get so accustomed to God's presence that you forget that you're in his presence. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not something ordinary. It's not something simple. It's something extraordinary. You know, like it's something that you cannot take for granted because it is something intimate. Yeah. Um. And it became like, a, I don't know how to say it, like, like the blessings I had personally, they probably came because of my parents' prayer, not even because of my prayer, you know? So I would take everything so for granted. Um, and I was, um, my mom told me, she was like, it's because you're so used uh, used to living a blessing that you forget about everything else, you know? And I was so, yeah, because I was so used to seeing miracles that I forgot that I am a living miracle, that we were all a living miracle. Because I would, in church, I would see how my grandpa would pray for the brothers and sisters. I even saw, I don't know if you've ever seen where, where they pull the legs and then the legs grow. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. oh my God. You know, like, it's like those, and that's like, I was exposed to that, that at a young age too. And when I would see that, I would be like, oh my gosh, but that is just like how God's uh, power works in like incredible ways that sometimes you don't even imagine or you can't, you can't even comprehend, especially yeah. at a young age, you know. And since I saw it a lot, like, I would see miracles often, I would be like, oh, it's just another miracle, you know? Like, it's just, it's just God again, you know? But I didn't, uh, I, I didn't realize how important and how 
amazing those miracles were until I realized that I am a living miracle. Um, I guess I misunderstood his grace and power. I didn't, like, I didn't understand how his power worked. And, um, well, like I said, I grew up in the church, right? And I, I had seen about God, I had seen him perform miracles. I had heard about his miracles, but I didn't really know who he was. You know, I couldn't, I didn't have that, like I said, that intimate relationship with him. And I hadn't really, because I would pray, but sometimes, honestly, the brothers would be like, they would be praying, right? And like, yeah, what the brother said. I'll be praying in my head with, yeah, what the brother said, exactly what he said. Yeah. As my prayer, like, what kind of prayer is that, you know? And, you know, I want to add something. You know how you said, like, that it was probably your parents' uh, prayers that were, like, keeping you, like, through and um, mm -hmm. helping you? That is so important when you, even you, like, if you pray for your family members and let's say they don't pray or they don't go to church, like, your prayer has the potential to help that person. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta, like, you know, put it in God's hands, and you gotta surrender it to God, and maybe your parents, like, you know, they, maybe they surrendered, they were like, oh, okay, like, Melanie, like, you know, she isn't where she has to be, but God, I know that you're gonna change her, and like, that, that, like, someone else's prayer is going to, like, help change you, you know, like, mm -hmm. so praying is so important, and it is something that, like, you have to like do from yourself it has to come from you you know yeah and we actually gave a bible study about prayer right when we oh yeah we did uh we should give that bible study it's <laughs> a really good bible study yeah that'll probably be the a topic we talk about yeah. soon because it's a praying is it gets you through like uh like if you're stuck in a situation pray if you don't know where to go like you know you don't know the answers pray, pray yeah. like everything comes down to prayer because that's just amazing mm -hmm. but um it it is true because it can come to a point where you misunderstand god's grace and power and in a way it's kind of hard to like we think that you, you get me yeah like because you're so used to and you're like oh my gosh like oh i just want to get out like i don't want to do this anymore like you know like whatnot but there are other people that need to experience that, yeah. you know? And you take it, like, so for granted, like you were saying earlier. Like, you take everything for granted. And um, it's just like, no, you can't. Like, you can't because... And it kind of reminds me, like, of the uh, of some stories in the Bible where I... when Okay, when I read the Bible, I'm like, oh, my gosh, why are they like that? But then I'm like, okay, if I was me like, back then, yeah. I, I'm like that. I'm like, okay, wait, maybe. Okay, I see where you guys are going, you know. But, like, when they would, they would, when Jesus was on earth, the people would see Jesus' miracles, and they still wouldn't believe. I That's know, something I, I know, that gets me, like, oh, my gosh. Like, you're seeing him, like, in, in person. person. Yeah, you're like, seeing him in person. I you're know. seeing him, like, touch him and him it, being able to see. You know this person that they were blind for since they were born. And then you see Jesus, like, coming over here and healing him. And you still don't believe. I know, that's crazy. Like, I always, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, why were they like that? You know, but then I'm like, okay, maybe if that was me, I'd be the same as them. Yeah. And it's kind of like going back to this, like, that they're misunderstanding God's grace and God's power and they're overlooking it 
And it's just like, I'm like, I feel oh like my gosh. we get to a point where we're even taking advantage of God's blessings and His power. You know, like, we, yeah. Or, like, yeah, sometimes you're like, oh, well, I'm a sin again because God's going to forgive me. I know. It does not work like that. You cannot be thinking like that. You know, like, that is immediately wrong. Yes, God's grace is in abundance, and it's, like, amazing, but you you can't be like, oh, well, I'm going to do this because God's going to forgive me either ways. Oh, well, I'm going to do this because, you know, like, no, like, very, once again, you're misunderstanding the grace and power. But, oh, that just, like, when I was like, oh my gosh, you literally saw Jesus walking. He was right in front of you. He was right there. He healed you, and you still like... That's crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, what the heck? But that's how it was. And that's how it still is. You know, like, you can go to church, and then you see all these miracles, and you're like, oh, well, you know, it's it's a coincidence. Yeah. Like, oh. Or you're like, oh, well, it has nothing to do with my life. You know, yeah. my life is still bad. I still haven't received my blessing. I st- I'm still the same, you know. But no, like, God is, it's a process, you and know. sometimes it's, we even block ourselves from receiving those blessings. Oh, yeah. Like, our mindset is keeping us from receiving those blessings and those miracles in our lives. Yeah, and that's dangerous. That is. Because God wants to bless you, but you're not letting yourself be blessed. Mm-hmm. And, ah, oh, that is, I think, one of the, the biggest things right now. I feel like, oh, like, personally, I would be like, I want to be blessed, but, like, I'm not blessed, you know? Like, God doesn't want to bless me, or or I'm doing something wrong because he's not blessing me. Instead of being, like, God, instead of asking genuinely, like, God, like, I'm right here, my my heart's open for you, I'm open for whatever you have in my life. And if people close off their hearts and their mindsets, they have a completely, like, they're in the wrong zone of, like... Yeah, and also, like... You have to come to God in good intentions, you know, because yeah. he knows your intentions, like, he knows, and it's like, if I'm, like, uh, praying and asking God, like, God, please give me another, uh, please allow me to be rich. I that know. is the wrong intention. <laughs> when I was little, I would always, me like, I'd be like, God, please help me be rich, I want to, like, you know, you know what? Um, this, that, but that's the wrong intention, so, like, sometimes, you know, like, you, you, well, no, not sometimes, you can't at all go to God with the wrong intentions you gotta go to him with the right intentions in order for you to be blessed when i was uh younger we had a we had um kids services so it was like a regular service but with just kids and the kids would preach and everything and i remember my cousin he was the preacher um and he was saying how uh, that god knows our intentions when praying and then he gave an example of like um like because uh weeks before that there was a kid who was uh praying at the altar and that kid would always pray he would always cry at the altar and my grandpa would always joke around and be like even if he's asking for a toy god's gonna get him a toy because god knows his intentions and stuff and then and so my cousin was like yeah uh maybe the kid wanted a toy but he was asking a toy for him you know like give me a toy for me instead of someone else uh-huh. yeah. and then he was like maybe he was asking like, god can you give me a toy so i can share it with my friends or my family because with my cousin so like with the other kids and you know like god knew his intentions so it was like um god wouldn't give him the toy just because he wanted it god would give him the toy because he wanted to share with other people yeah his intentions were in the right place and that's how it has to be at all times like your intentions have to be in the right place in order for you to understand god's Mm -hmm. power and grace and in order for you to see his power and grace too because like we said like if you once you block your mind off 
like from like you're completely gonna be blocked off and it's it's like you're going to church but you're like oh no i'm just gonna come because my mom's making me come there you're blocking your mind you're blocking what god has for you and like you're it's on you you know like our pastor (laughs) he's so good again guys he's so good our pastor uh last sermon he was preaching about you have two choices you either believe or you don't he put it that simple and we, I was like, oh my God, hold tight, hold tight. <laughs> but no, like it is true. Like either you receive, like you're going to church to receive or you don't receive, you know? And also I think a lot of people sometimes, well, I'm going to go to church to see what they have for me. Yeah. Or wrong. There you, that's the wrong intention. You know, like you have to go to church with the right intentions and like wanting to know God and wanting to seek an intimate relationship with you. Because that's like kind of what you were talking about, how you were not viewing that, you know, like you weren't, yeah. you, you weren't necessarily having an intimate relationship with you, but you were mainly going because your parents were forcing you to go, but you just got to go to, like, you have to have the right intentions in order to truly, like, be able, in order for your spiritual eyes and ears mm-hmm. to be opened. And right now when you said um, that our blessings... Oh, what did you say? Something about blessings? I can't remember what you said. Oh, anyways. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I was going to say, I was going to add that sometimes our blessings come in disguise to like, you, oh, yeah. you probably don't even know you're living a blessing, but you're living a blessing, you know? And sometimes you don't know you're living a blessing because once again, you're, you're blocked. Because uh-huh. you're like, no, I don't want it like that. I want it like this. And you put like a specific thing that you wanted to come in that you may have the blessing, but you're missing it. I know. That, oh, no, no. Like, and it happens a lot because we, well, it has happened to me where I'm like, nah, like, I don't want to be blessed this way. I want to be blessed this way. And I want to be blessed that way. I'm like, no, I don't want it. Like, that take it. I don't, no. Like, and that's wrong. That was wrong of me. And it's wrong of people to do that because it's, how are you not going to take the blessing? You know, yeah. like, it's like, you're thirsty. I'm giving you the water, but you don't want that water because you want the other sparkling water. No, like, no, no, I don't want that water. Like, no, just take the water and drink it. You know, but yeah, that's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> um, as I was saying, um, I knew that God was powerful and merciful, and I had read all these stories about how God parted this, the Red Sea, how God descended fire from from heaven, and how He healed uh, the the sick, and how He I don't know uh, made the blind see and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't really know who He was, you know, um, until a few years ago. I think I was in middle school. I think it was eighth grade. Um, I had recently found out that my friend had passed away so suddenly, um, and it was um, she was a she wasn't like a super close friend. She wasn't my best friend. She was like a friend, you know. And I had uh, some classes with her, uh, and we would sit together because I can't talk about that. Because we we would talk a lot, so they would separate us. We would go back together. Yeah. It's the um, sorry, um, but. It was like uh, her death really hit me really hard. And at the time the, at the time of her death, we didn't really, uh, we weren't talking as much anymore um, because she had moved schools and everything. So I remember it was a Sunday when uh, her best friend called me and she was like, well, you know, like she's, we're about to disconnect her. So if you want to come and stuff uh, before we disconnect her and I was going to go, but then I didn't end up going because of some stuff. But I feel like, um, her death really hit me in a way that it, it broke me. It broke me, like, completely, you know? 
and it mostly because he came out came out of nowhere um it just hit me so hard because i had never experienced something like that i had never experienced the loss of someone close to you know um and i feel like during that time I became kind of numb to everything. I during the time the, the time period of her death and like her funeral that was I was kind of like just kind of like floating like not really feeling anything until her funeral when I was like no way like she's actually dead you know so that kind of um that hit me even harder than when I found out and after that I couldn't really it was hard because I didn't really tell anyone but I I had slept I couldn't sleep by myself for weeks for months. Um, I had to sleep with my sister because it was horrible. I would have nightmares every night and I would get the cold sweats because I, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I was so tired. Um, and it's, I had never cried so much in my life. And it's something that I really don't wish upon anyone. Uh, but it came, it became, it came to a point where I was ignoring the pain. Because I, would, I thought maybe maybe the pain would go away if I just don't think about it. But it never really did, you know? Um, and I never talked about it with anyone. Not even to my parents. My parents knew what, like that my friend had died, but they didn't really know that I was like going through it, you know? They thought I was just a little sad and stuff. But they didn't really know that I was sleeping with my sister every night because I couldn't sleep or that... I like I was having nightmares even if I wasn't sleeping I, I like those images of her kept coming into my head um and it got to a point where with time I started to forget or yeah like forget the feeling of sadness I wasn't even sad anymore but I wasn't happy either it was kind of like uh like I said like I was kind of like floating like numb like it hit you so hard that you were like numb you were like well i don't even know what you think yeah you know, like, like i, I, don't I even couldn't know what's going on uh -huh. yeah so um i was like um i was like filled with emptiness i feel like it was like i wasn't feeling anything um and it was then when i was like like really i guess you could say broken when i I had that experience that all like everyone talks about like oh that god saves me and i felt god like but it for me it was different because i didn't feel god instantly it wasn't like like oh i'm feeling god right now you know it was like uh it it was a series of days where i would have thoughts like or like feelings or like you know like when you get feelings of doing some things like i would get those feelings like uh, i would get the feelings of praying or like I would get the thoughts of like oh maybe if I pray you know because I had prayed but I didn't like really pray with like you were intimate like uh huh I would pray just like thank you God thank you for everything that you've done or like you know but I wouldn't really yeah. be open or I wouldn't you be wouldn't honest. you wouldn't address your problem uh -huh. like you were praying but you were praying around your problem you yeah. were praying around the situation like you weren't truly addressing it you know you were like oh yeah you were you were kind of like acting like everything was fine yeah I was and even with god it. you were uh -huh. like like oh no i'm fine but like in reality you were like no i'm struggling yeah. you know like i'm like really like it really affected me yeah so i was kind of trying to ignore it but the more i ignored it the more evident it became in me you know like it, i couldn't stop thinking about it so then like it was like a week or two where i kept thinking like well maybe if i just tell god you know like maybe if i'm just honest with god maybe if i just tell him you know but i wouldn't bring myself to pray i would just kind of like think about praying but i wouldn't pray 
I would think about the prayer, but I wouldn't pray the prayer, you know? Yeah. Um, until one day I was, um, I, before I go to sleep, I always say, um, I think it's Psalms 4, 8, and I, I don't know it in English, but I don't know in Spanish, but it was something about, um, uh, let me, like, rest my eyes, because I, like, something like that, um, and so I was gonna, I was saying it, because I always say, and then I just kind of, like, started crying, like, I just broke down, I just broke down, and, uh, during our Bible study, we had said that prayers come in different ways, yeah, that, uh, there's not a specific way of praying, like, anything really can be a prayer, uh, tears can be, Uh you know, simple words, like, God help me, like, can be a prayer, you know, like, like we had mentioned in the beginning like it it comes with the intention mm-hmm. you know it doesn't come with like oh my gosh like i have to recite a whole like uh like i don't know a whole like a paragraph of this and say this to god like no you you gotta like you know first of all fully surrender mm-hmm. and come with the right intention and then god will work through you you know yeah. like you gotta invite god like if you don't invite god into your problem if you don't invite god into your circumstance then he like you know he's he won't like really um like go in because like you have to be the one that invites god you know like uh they say uh that um i i don't know where it is but oh i heard in a preaching that's for sure that uh god is gentle you know like god isn't gonna push you into loving me loving me no god is gonna like let you decide that you know like you're the one that has to let god in like that is only something that you can do and you're the only one that can go down on your knees and pray yeah and for me i wouldn't even say anything i couldn't bring myself to even put my feelings or emotions and thoughts into words it was just pure tears i was just crying and crying and in that moment i was like dang like i really needed god in my life you know like i was pushing him away so much that I've come to a point where I like I don't want to do it anymore because I really need him and it like I felt like I needed help but I I was thinking of like the help that I need or the relief that I need is not going to come from someone or something it's going to come from God because I need God in my life you know yeah and I think like when you go through hard situations and hard circumstances and you feel that emptiness a lot of people tend to look in the wrong place Uh you know and that is that can really take you down the wrong road you know what i mean like if you're going through a problem and you go to turn into the wrong way in the wrong direction the enemy can like instantly take you like we're called to be a not from this world you know but like when you let uh your emptiness be filled with something of this world then like it's it it gets bad and i'm reading this book and it's called don't let the enemy sit at your table and there was this part where the author of this book was saying that how the enemy will use anything you know like if there's a problem in your life he's gonna put those thoughts he's gonna like make you think like oh god is doing like he doesn't like you anymore and look look at your life you know and that could have happened to melanie you know she could have been like oh my gosh like i need god right now and he and he doesn't seem to be here like oh my gosh and she could have easily turned to something else but like in that moment you have to know that the only one that will ever satisfy that emptiness is god like that is it and going back to what you said about the book that don't let 
What is, what's it Don't let the enemies sit at the table. Sit at table. Yeah. Uh, there was a, um, a preacher that came. It was a special guest. And he had said that uh, you don't have to change yourself to come sit at the table. You're not in God's table. Yeah. Um, and during this time, I was like, well, I, was, I felt kind of embarrassed to even pray because I was like, I haven't prayed in months. I haven't, I haven't even thought about God in months. Like, how I'm not, how am I supposed to just go in and be like, hey, God, it's me again? Like, no, you're like, I just completely, like, pushed God away. And how am I supposed to yeah. come back and just ask for forgiveness? I was like, no, that's, like, that's not possible. And he, he had said something like, um, you don't have to change yourself. God will change you, you know? Like, there's no need for you to pretend to be someone else or no need to be ashamed of where you are to sit at the table, you know? Yeah. So I was kind of at that point. And uh, that's also something that um, I used to struggle with was when I wouldn't read the Bible for months or I wouldn't pray for months, I'd be like, well, how am I supposed to, like, you know, get back into it? And I think I asked you one time, like, how am I supposed to, like, you know, I don't know what to do anymore because, like, I haven't opened my Bible in months. I haven't read, I haven't prayed genuinely in months. Like, how am I supposed to go back again yeah. you know and it's hard to go back it is because that's the enemy's lies yeah. again he's like you can't go back you it's like um when you don't answer a friend and then you like oh i can't answer <laughs> him like it's so late you know like i like oh, i can't and it was kind of like how i felt and maybe you felt like that too yeah. like oh like how am i supposed to like ah oh, do this like what if god doesn't accept me anymore like oh what if god doesn't want to like listen to me anymore but no god is waiting for you with arms wide open yeah and i was like um i was like i pushed them away so hard how am i supposed to go back how am i supposed to go back and be like hey god like can you help me like 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 no you know i felt ashamed in a way uh but the preacher had to like don't be ashamed and come to the table just as you are you know um and at this point i was um a little right before this i was like i wanted to see who i was or I wanted to experience who I was outside of church, outside of God, outside of religion in general. And I realized that I'm no one without God, you know, like my life has no point if God's not in it, you know? And my, because my life does revolve around him and I want my life to revolve around him. Um, and now if you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> now I wouldn't have, I wouldn't change the way I grew up or anything I would I wouldn't change a thing because I feel like that made me who I am today you know like that yeah it molded it, you uh-huh, to who I am today yeah and then kind of that goes with this uh verse I was reading uh Ephesians and I actually read this last night and when I was reading this I thought about like you know since I knew what you were gonna say in this episode I was like oh my gosh it kind of goes with what we're gonna say so this is Ephesians 4 and it says bring them up in training and instruction of the Lord and this is talking how our parents should like implement God's Word in our daily life and I think that this is like the best way that you can grow up is in God's Word yeah you know like uh, sometimes we don't appreciate it we don't appreciate God's uh, where we don't appreciate even like what our parents are doing like um but they are doing it for a purpose you know mm-hmm. like everything that is that even what you hear you know like sometimes like yeah. the like the worship song 
like you kept hearing those words and you were in like in the sermons and everything and you kept hearing those words that they molded you you know yeah. like now that helped you become the person that you are because now you know like okay no this is right and this is wrong like you said like i wanted to become that you wanted to become someone outside of god but since you grew up and since you knew like about god like you were like no like you know like that is not right like that it just doesn't feel right you know yeah, like, when like... you try to like go away from god's will and from god's purpose you're like no like something inside of you you're like no like mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like me like i know what is right and this this doesn't feel right you know yeah and now i'm like super thankful with my parents with my grandparents that i grew up the way i did you know i'm so happy that i i would go to church so often maybe maybe not so often but i loved it now i i've come to love the fact that i went to church so much that i spent most of my time in church because I remember that one a long time ago we were we were talking about how differently we grew up from our friends. Oh yeah, that it was so weird that like we grew up like super different from our friends, and I was like, and I'm thankful for that because I'm like look at who like where I am and who I am and what I'm doing like that's nothing compared to if I wouldn't have grown up in the church, you know. And I feel like me growing up in the church impacted not only me not only my family but my friends too because ever since i was little like my friends knew that i went to church yeah so, and they kind of like differentiate uh-huh, they're yeah. like oh no we can't invite uh melanie because she has church on Sunday. yeah like they already knew uh-huh. and i would be like oh like no guys like please still invite me i'm not gonna go <laughs> but still invite me you know um yeah. but now um i was saying actually that on sunday one of my managers picked me up to go to uh work and uh it went from like, oh, let's not invite Melanie because she goes to church, or like, let's not talk about this because Melanie, Melanie goes to church and she's not like that, you know. And it made me feel like, oh, like, oh, like, I wish I could be part of their conversation or be part of their little group or whatever. But now it it's so different that like my manager was listening to some music that he usually listens to, and then he I got in the car and he changed the music because he knew that I don't listen to that kind of music, and that made me feel like, oh, like made me feel like oh like i'm doing something good like they know that like my identity is in christ uh-huh, yeah so they i made me feel like how it made me think of how different i'm viewing things now you know yeah. i would pass the past me and would be like oh oh my god like why would he do that you know yeah and now i'm like i'm so thankful like yeah we're like it's like different stages of life mm-hmm. you know and we were kind of talking about that right now like how uh i'm in a I, we both are in this different stage in our life, especially now that we started this podcast. Like, now we, like, truly have our mindset in, like, We're engraved uh-huh. in God's word. When before, like, yeah, we were we would go to church, but it wasn't like, oh, my gosh. It didn't come out from us. Yeah. It came out from our parents, mm-hmm. you know. But because it came out from our parents, it eventually molded us. And it was eventually, like, implemented in our hearts and in our minds, you know, like, I just find it so amazing that when you hear, like, God is good, God is great, that start, you start seeing it in your life, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you start, like, you look at anything, any circumstance, any situation, and you're like, God is good, God is great, and because it just comes from generations to generations, so it's just, like, amazing how God's work, how God works if you let him work, like, that is the key of this, like, you gotta let God work 
through you. And, I mean, we saw it in Melanie's life. She just explained how she had to let God work in her. And now, like, if you see Melanie, like, now she is amazing. <laughs> um, but you just got to, like, let yourself be transformed by God because he's the only one that can transform you. And that is what God did in Melanie's situation. God transformed her. And sometimes you got to go through those processes, you know, like, like we um, said on last episode that we had, uh, there's beauty in brokenness. Yeah, there's beauty sometimes in brokenness. Sometimes you have to be broken in order to, to see your story. Yeah, to see and identify, like, your story and everything. But God just works in many different ways. You know, like, my story is, a, it's kind of along the same tracks, but it's a little bit more different. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, um, each and every one of us, we see God, uh, working our lives differently you know Mm -hmm. but it's still because of his greatness and power but yeah that was that was a good story (laughs) that was good um i'm glad you shared that because i know it's not easy to like but it feels good it feels good to not keep it in me anymore you know yeah because i mean you just gotta be vulnerable with it but that was i yeah, that was really good. Thank you. And <laughs> uh, now, oh, it's gonna be my turn next week. But no, it's, it's it'll be good. Yeah, be good. We're excited. Yeah. We're excited. So yeah, thank you guys for watching. And that was Melanie's story. Yay! <laughs> but no, yeah, stay tuned for next Wednesday and every Wednesday after that. Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. Bye.